0: Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampion. And my guest today is retired from the United States Navy. And now he coaches high school football and he's also a high school teacher. Mr. Damon Williams, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I, I wanted to get I wanted to get somebody on here during this time because, you know, with all the stuff going on with the coronavirus and the schools. Closed down. I just wanted to get the perspective of somebody in the education field. So how's that been going? Insane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely insane. Um, because for a lot of a lot of teachers, I mean, there's there's a lot of uh you know peripherals out there where you can do online teaching, but I I I have a whole newfound respect for college professors to teach online because you know, high school, middle school kids online, not the business. And on top of that, I mean, like I, I was just cussed out two weeks ago. What, by a parent or? By a parent. What happened? By a parent. <clears throat> well, apparently this uh, individual, was watching the news like everybody else. And when, when she heard that Ohio schools were shut down, apparently she thought like that was it, you know, she didn't hear the distance learning part. So, (laughs) (laughs) so called me, told what I called like, Hey, you know, you know, your daughter hasn't checked in the class and you know, I've, I've been posting assignments for the last two weeks. She was like, Oh, well the government, the governor says school over with. So, um, uh, that's it, shit, she going to the next grade and uh, don't call me again about what she did and she didn't do. Cause they said they gonna pass all students anyway. Don't call my phone no fucking more. I'm like, oh, okay. Damn. So I called my principal and was like, check this out. This is what I got from Miss such and such. <laughs> and let's just say about uh, two days later, I got a call. That was a bit of an apology. It was a choked up one, but it was an apology. And like I got told I said, I, I get it, don't worry about it. I mean, you know, it's distance learning. A lot of us are learning how to use... And this may be what school looks like. Because I think we're going to go to a format where, you know, to get ready for a possible re- recombination of, of the disease, kind of like, you know, with the Spanish flu. Okay, at first it killed 2 million people, 2, 3 million people and it came back with force 6 months later. Mm. So right now I mean if if history repeats itself, okay, say we lose say we lose roughly a million people between now and July. Well when the winter months come or or the flu season comes and then this comes back, we may lose two to three times more than that. Yeah. So it's like be you got you got you got to be real careful with it. But I mean for, yes. for the most part like Students don't want don't to do this. It, it's almost worse doing this than it was in class. Did you foresee it being this challenging, though? Teaching or, or having to deal with this this, this virus it, thing?
0: The virus thing, the, the circumstances.
1: I guess for me, it's not challenging.
0: Oh, okay, okay,
1: okay. I mean, I say, I mean, you know, I'm, 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 I'm retired military. And it's, it's a big difference between... You know, I'll say services because you know, um, air force or or an army guy, they're out in the open. Yeah, they're sleeping on a cot, but they're out in the open. They they got they got space to move around. You in the navy, uh-huh. the marines, you kind of used to being in a small little space, moving fifteen to twenty feet this way, fifteen twenty feet that way. I can sit in my house all damn day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw one of. My- one of my good friends say that he was like, "Man, I was on the ship. This shit ain't nothing." Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm like, you know, it just, I was even just
1: telling my daughter. My daughter just moved in. and I was just telling him like, you know, it didn't dawn on me until once my house, you know, once once I got once I you know started my divorce, and my house was empty. It didn't dawn on me how big this fucking house is. <laughs> it did not. I'm like, damn. It. Okay, thirty eight hundred square feet. Shit.
0: Yeah, that's a nice-sized That's a nice I, size I, house.
1: I got to remember I got a laundry room, a flight and a half down some steps. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to remember it's upstairs every once in a while. I got to remember I got a bathroom somewhere hidden around this house that every once in a while I got to go clean.
0: Man, I'm going to tell you, though, the, I'm going to be honest. The I didn't see it being as challenging. Like, So I'm in California. Our schools, they... They went into they went into they closed like uh, March 12th, March 12th, March 13th, something like that. That was like the last day they were in school. So they try they you know they transitioned to online learning. So what they did, they took a week, took a week off, um, and then they picked it back up. They, they used that first week of spring break to kind of get their, you know, get their wits about them. So after the spring break, they come back and they do the work. Now I was like, okay, well, you know, she—I got a daughter. She ate. I'm like, okay, she gonna do her work at home. It's no big deal, mm-hmm. dude. I learned real quick. I am not a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like my daughter. Like her learning style is totally different the way I'm used to learning. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife was. My wife was really good at it with her. But even with that, just being in the house. Um, Just being, you know, kids, she ate. So she's used to getting up, going to school. So my daughter has a routine. So her routine has been disturbed. And now I don't know what it's going to be like when she does go back to school. Well, you know, at the same time,
1: think about this. Even though you don't see it as a break, you're used to a different level of dealing with your daughter.
0: Yeah. You know
1: what I'm saying? So you at least get adult time when she's in school and you don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to deal with her when she's in school mode. You know I'm right. saying? You just get her when it's time, when it's, when it's, when it's daddy daughter time or we at the crib and it's kind of like relax mode. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? You don't have to deal with her really when she's not in her level of stress. The one thing that I, the reason I was okay with teaching, cause it's just like, I never left the military. Cause mm-hmm. in the military I was always constantly teaching. Believe me when I tell you, there's no difference between a 35-year-old man and a 14-year-old boy with, with an excuse. Mm. Same shit.
0: I wanted to ask you about that. How did you, you did 20 years in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Was it your plan to actually come out and be a teacher? Or
1: funny thing is, I wanted to be a teacher all my life. Wow. Hold on for a second. Baby, can you do me a favor? Uh, grab me that bottle right there, that glass, and put some ice in front. for me. The Glenn Levitt? Yep. Yep. Put some ice in that little one for me. Thank you, baby. So, oldest daughter. It's
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good.
1: <laughs> um, Literally, this was my dream job. Wow. i would wanted to be a teacher since I was... Key, yeah, uh, reg, yeah, regular Q guys. I'd want to be a teacher since I can I remember. I mean, I never had a black teacher until I got to college. Whoa. But my my favorite, I, I might as well say four teachers. I'm still in touch and still in, thank you, sweetheart. I'm still in contact with them today. And they were some awesome men. Okay. You know, uh, great mentors. Um... My science teacher in high school, he's now the principal of my old high school. literally I get an email from him three times a year, and for the past two summers he's like, "Don't you want to move to Michigan and come home and teach
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that was your dream how come how come you didn't start like how come you didn't just go to college right out of high school and, and go to I did. More than that? oh i did okay. i did when i when i when i when <laughs> high school was interesting.
1: You know, and, and it's funny because I, I, I explained I explained high school to my you know how, how things went for me as a kid with my uh you know with, with, with my children. <clears throat> and I had no issues admitting that your dad was a fuck up. A utter and complete fuck up.
0: Hmm.
1: But I was smart. Okay. Um I was that kid that would skip school Monday through Thursday, show up on Friday, blazer A on the test, going back about my business. <laughs> so when moms found out, took a real ass kicking, stayed in school. Uh spent half of my eighth grade locked up because we did something stupid walking out of uh walking out of school that uh Summer, because my dad kept me in boxing. So, you know, walking through a little crowd, one of my homies was like, hey, 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 Damon, um, since you box, man, hey, first person walked through our crowd, knock that nigga out. Okay. Sure
0: (laughs) as shit. Sure as shit.
1: That's pretty wild. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I spent spent the first half of uh, eighth grade locked up. Mm. Still didn't think about it kind of was doing the same shit because, you know, mom's was working midnight, so she didn't really have time to fuck with me. Pops got killed. Oh, so I man. Decided, Sorry decided, to hear Well, that. I ended up leaving and going to uh for, like, you know, for, like, a year. And, you know, when I was out there with him, that's when he got killed. I came mm-hmm. home, had a little chip on my shoulder, you know, play some ball, you know, play some ball, And then I found out real fast how much I love football. Okay. And when, uh, you know, my teachers sat down, I was like, check this out. You want to play football? You still have to be in school. We see that you're a a smart kid, but you got to do the work and stay in school. And then insert Yolanda. She stayed on my ass stayed on my ass.
0: This is your friend, I'm assuming, right?
1: Yeah, this is my homegirl that's in the group.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Stayed on my ass. I mean, from from the end of freshman year to our senior year. And so, like I said, but in between there, you know what I'm saying, still had a little, you know, little, little, little chip on my shoulder. So, you know, some of my summers was, was spent behind bars and, you know, I, I had enough of that shit. And so, <clears throat> I fucked up and lost my scholarship to Michigan, but I walked on.
0: Mm.
1: And that's when I found out college football was a little bit harder than what I thought it was. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I, right then and there, I knew I, I, you know, I mean, people always just say D one, D two, D three. First of all, there's no difference between D one and D two besides, except for scholarships. Huh. Except for scholarship athlete, they, it, the shit is still hard. Okay, but I knew I wasn't ready for mid major D one, and I was a little too cocky when I got there because the coach that recruited me there. Gary Moeller, he was fine with me being a fullback. That's what I wanted to do. I mean, I'm coming out of high school, I'm I'm 5'11", 200 pounds even. I'm about to be a fullback for for, for Michigan University. Walking on, doing what I gotta do. And then uh, Lloyd Carr, and the funny thing is, I hate that motherfucker. But he looked at me, he said, check this out, man. We just got your medical report back. You're still growing. I said, okay. I need you to switch the defense. I say what? I say, yeah. yep. You see, you're still growing. I need you to switch to defense, you know, you're gonna move to outside linebacker, and uh, you know, hey, that's just what it is. He's like, because you're never gonna get on the field as a fullback. He said, We've got Tyrone Wheatley, Tim Biakabatuka, uh, Leroy Hoare was just leaving. Ricky Powers was still there. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm never getting on the field. Ever. Ever. You (laughs) understand me? So then I thought about it because, but like I said, because I was cocky, I was like, you know, high inside in 2020, I'm not getting on the field. But because I was cocky, I was like, no, fuck that. He said, I'll tell you what, you don't switch to defense, you can leave. He's like, you live right there in Ypsilanti. He said, I ain't got to give you a bus ticket. I can give you $2 you can get on you can get on the Ann Arbor Transit Authority and you can carry your ass home. I said, "Fuck you, I'm going home. I'm trapped, I'm about to go ahead and change anyway." My high school uh, one of my high school coaches called uh Coach Hightower down at uh, Texas Southern University. I'm on my way. Black college football. I'm mm-hmm. thinking these motherfuckers suck. <laughs> 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 so the guy who's down there, who spoke, who's the shit, I find out. i it didn't dawn on me. Michael Strahan is his senior year. Ah, uh, and I'm like, you know, it's like I'm like, this nigga's good, but I ain't thinking nothing. Else. Play two games, I get to play. I get to play, play some, play some, uh, play some running backs, some fullback. Play two games, get hurt. Get ready to come back. Coach like, hey man, check this out. We just found out something. I'm like, what's that? Take. You're still growing. <laughs> <laughs> so you see where this is going. Damn. You're still growing. He said, man, you're going to be about 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, I'm like, hmm? like, yeah. He's like, so tell you what. We're going to redshirt you the rest of this year. We're going to put some weight on you. And you're going to come back next year, play a little bit outside linebacker. I'm like, fuck, I am to stay to Michigan for this. Damn. So... Mind you, I didn't make it through the whole year, cuz uh, <clears throat> it's Texas, all right? You mentioned anywhere in the state of Texas you play football where all it's coming, mm. all right? I'm a <laughs> long story short, pop showed up in uh, February. Like, um, my nigga, when's the last time you've been to class? Like, huh? Granddad immediately socked me the fuck out. And then we had we had a long conversation in my dorm room after, you know what I'm saying? I I, I took a couple of them to the chin. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he said, I'll check this out. He said, well, you can go home, you can transfer, go to Eastern Michigan. Or he said, we're gonna go right over here, take your choice. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, your choice. He said, now, I think I know you very well. I say, yeah, you're right. I got a little bit too much pride to show up at home looking like a failure. So he dropped me off at the uh at the recruiting office. He said, Well, you want to go? You wanna go to the army like myself? You know? He said, we can get you an ROTC and you know, hey, you can be an officer like me, you know. I'm like, mm, someone do something different, because I am not playing dirt. I'm not a I'm not a fucking idiot, so I'm not going to the Marine Corps. And the Air Force don't go nowhere. Uncle Jeff, you know, what I'm saying my, my my uncle Jeff spent his entire career in the Air Force. In Vegas, wow! Did go nowhere. Damn your entire four year career at Nellis. What did you do? <laughs> so I chose I I chose the Navy, and like I tell anybody, man, um, the Navy was hard at you know first, but literally the first four years is a listening drill. So all you gotta do is listen. Mm. But for me, because of, I guess, how I am and how I, my outlook on a lot of shit, that shit turned out to be a 21-year party. <laughs> <laughs> I had a blast.
0: Wow. Twenty-one. I had an
1: absolute blast. I mean, it was, it was some really hard days. I can tell you right now, I, I got a four-year stretch that's a complete blur. Mm-hmm.
0: L um. Ew. So the good thing is you don't you don't look back with regret on a decision. Nothing. Okay. Well that's good to know. Cause <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, you know, thinking about okay, you you like you said, you left Michigan, went to Texas Southern, and got the same treatment of you switching the defense. What position they wanted you switch to? You never Outside linebacker. Okay, okay. Both schools. Both schools. Damn. Wow. Both schools. So why not you said so you said it was just a pride thing? Cause Eastern Michigan is a good school. It was just a pride it thing. Is, but it's my it's, it's in my hometown. Oh, okay, okay. It's in my hometown. Oh, okay. Okay. I got it. You, you know,
1: so I'm like, no. Nah. And then on top of that, Eastern was a max Eastern was a MA school. So you play ball, you like I ain't going to no motherfucking Mac school. And oh. I ain't going to Eastern. Eastern sucked back then. And then There's they a Western
0: Michigan sick. too, right? There's a Western uh, Michigan too, right? Eastern is all the way on the western side of the state in Kalamazoo. Is it? That's not a Mac school? Yeah, it's a Mac school. So they both Mac schools then? Yeah, they're both max schools. Okay, 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 okay. Right. Like, where you from? Me? Mm-hmm. Uh, Capital Heights, Maryland. How close is that to Baltimore? <sighs> About an hour. Okay, so like Southern Maryland. No. It's kind of weird, it's like Baltimore. So Capitol Heights, Capital Heights is literally a stone throw away from Washington D.C. Literally. Okay, you can throw okay. a rock and in the land. So technically, you're really from D.C. No, I'm from Capitol Heights. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because that's where I grew up. Like when. My, that's what my life was. It was close to D.C., very close. I mean, do no trip, man. Um,
1: I'm stationed in uh,
0: Patuxent River, uh, Maryland. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Listen.
1: How do I explain this? Uh, the hound dog that I was, I loved
0: D.C., I'm the sure com- did. the competition. <laughs> <was ignorant. laughs> I'm sure you love and DC. <laughs> like one of
1: my one of my best. I mean, my my absolute dogs. My my, my nigga Wood. He's from uh he's from West Baltimore. This dude, to he, he came down and got me, and I mean. We hit a three weekend, we hit we hit a weekend stretch where Friday night, we shot up to Philly. Saturday night, we shot back down to uh we shot back down to uh DC. And I got my first experience at a go-go club. <laughs> <laughs> and this was before this, this was like four months before Chuck Brown died. So I'm like Oh, I'm, in this, I'm oh. in this bitch losing it. You understand me? <laughs> losing it. I'm having a, like, right, this is icky. You know what I'm saying? And then the next weekend, we spent that whole weekend in, in, in Baltimore.
0: Yeah, they all closed. They all
1: closed. Man, I, I, I look at that shit sometimes, but I don't know how the fuck y'all function. I thought Detroit <laughs> was bad and, and LA I, and San Francisco. You know what I'm saying? LA and the, and the Bay Area was a motherfucker, but.
0: So, I, I, I can honestly say I've never been to a go-go. Grew up in the area, never went. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't, I wasn't really into the music. Um, really? Nah. It wasn't my I, you thing. Know, I'm, a, I'm a music fan, man. I'm a music fan. I, listen, me too. I, but I just never... I got listened to it. It wasn't like when it came <laughs> on, I was like turned off. But I just didn't follow it. And I just never got really into it. But, it, you know... Really? I don't know, but you. So you went. So you you did your time at Patuxent River. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fast forward a little bit because you got right. out, and then you started to teach. What was your first teaching job? All right, my first teaching
1: job was at uh, Warrensville Heights High School, in uh, Warrenville, Warrensville Heights, uh, Ohio, uh, which is pretty cool high school. It's, it's, uh, Arsenio Hall's, uh, high school. Mm. And, um, this was a fucked up job, <laughs> fucked up job. Cause, uh, a, a friend of mine who I coached with, I had, I had just, I had just graduated about six months before I got the job. So I was, substitu- I, was sub- I was doing substituting, like long-term subbing and, you know, whatever I can get. And he was like, hey, yo, man, he was like, we got a job opening down in Warrensville, man. He was like, why don't you hurry up down, apply down there? I'm like, well, I already applied, man. And, you know, did my interview. They gave my, uh, they gave my boy Rance the job down there. You know, white dude. He's like, oh, okay, I know Rance. He was like, look, I'm telling you, right now, tomorrow morning, go apply for the job. So come find out. Went down there, applied. It was like, well, we'll give you, you know, when you're, we'll, we'll give you, you know, they gave you the job. But I found out that the guy, the guy whose job I took, had got arrested for uh, molesting some of the students. Ooh. Right, band director.
0: Ooh. You know what I'm saying?
1: And he was a major tambourine player. You know what I'm saying? If you know them, Well, that's that's what my boy called gay dudes. You like, you call them tambourine players. So. <laughs> But, here, but see, <laughs> now here was the killer though. Here was the killer. So after trying to get acclimated to the school, the kids get where I'm coming from. I got like four students that were raging, raging, flaming homosexuals.
0: Mm.
1: Like I got kind of got I kind of got reprimanded my second week because there was a young man. Who I didn't realize was a young man. Uh, he wore wigs every day, skirts, heels, the whole shot. He even had boobies. Damn. So it was like anytime he was, and his name, the thing was, his name was Christian.
0: Yeah, that can go wrong. That both could be ways. a boy
1: or a girl's name.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And so, you know, that first time we, you know what I'm saying, whenever he talked, because he sounded like a girl. So I'm like, yes, no problem, young lady, no, blah, 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 blah. And everybody else would be cracking up. I'm like, what the fuck, is so funny around here. Principal shows up one uh, like a Monday morning. He's like, man, let me talk to you for a minute. I was like, what's up? He's like, um, we got a problem with you and Kristen. I said, what problem? She's great. And he busts out laughing like, oh, you don't know. <laughs> I said, what you mean? I said, well, did I offend her? He was like, check this out, man. He said, Christian's a boy. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Mm. He was Ooh. like, yeah, man. He said, so try not to address him as a young lady. I was like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And granted, it was smooth sailing after that, but I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. it was
1: crazy. You know, this is the... Let's see, My by my third month, I had a young man threaten to whoop my ass, and that's when shit got real.
0: Hmm. All this was in that one year.
1: Oh, man. Warrensville was interesting. This shit was like East Side High on Scarborough. Oh,
0: and this is in what city? Cleveland? Right outside of Cleveland. Yep. Uh, Cleveland metro area. Yep. So and what that transition was it like how, like how much time did you take between getting out the military and going into teaching? 2 years? Oh okay so you had a good you had a yeah. good break in between. Yeah, I mean I had a <laughs> Well, let's see. When I got out,
1: I was so enamored with thinking that you had to make money. Okay. So by trade my original degree is uh you know I have a master's in information systems uh information systems networking. Okay? So oh, Okay. My original job is basically I keep cities running via the internet networks hubs whatever. So the day I retired, I started working for uh started working for Cisco out of uh, Los Angeles. And they kept me flying for damn near an entire year. So get home to Cleveland. I'm home for like four days. I'm in Hawaii for two weeks. Leave Hawaii, I'm in Seattle for another week. Leave Seattle, I'm in Dallas for another week. Leave Dallas, I could go home for two days leave Cleveland. I'm in Miami for another week. I'm in DC for three weeks. I'm in Nashville for another week. So I was gone more in that year than I would have been like in, in the Navy. Wow. You know, and my only thing was at first it was like, well, shit man, I'm, I'm making $180,000 a year. I'm
0: loving this shit. Uh, like, you can't tell me
1: shit. I'm a fucking project manager. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing it. But then I'm like, fuck, I want to see my kids.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, don't get to see my kids. You know, marriage was kind (laughs) of, so it didn't help because literally the only reason I got out, I made my next highest rank, went through induction, just so I could put the uniform on. And literally, my wife said, if you stay, we get in divorce. Whoa. Whoa. I said, fuck, I bought you a house in Cleveland because you said if you came back to, if you had to come back to California, you was getting divorced. Now, if, if, if I, I'd have made my fucking rank, rank that I want to make, I'm getting divorced again, fuck. So I put in my retirement
0: papers. Damn. What year was you have when you dropped them? Like 19? No, 20 years. Oh, okay, because I know sometimes you got to wait. I had to wait that eight months. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I had to wait that eight months, 19
1: days. (laughs) Damn. Because they're like, damn, man, you know, you just put on chief. You do know and understand now that since you're getting out, and even though you just put this uniform, you have to wear this uniform for at least three years before they can pay you as a retired chief. right like so now what's going to happen is even though you made it technically you never wore a uniform so therefore you won't see the pay until you hit until your retirement hits your 30 year mark oh so you will get it i'll get it once when i when i hit my 30 year mark because i did make it
0: oh, okay i didn't okay i didn't know that's how it worked okay
1: yeah okay. and because i because i went through induction so basically i was told i'll still get it just not immediately, like I
0: should have gotten. When you say your thirty-year mark, thirty like thirty years from when you first went in, ten years, ten years from yeah, thirty years from
1: when, when I first went in. So ten years after, I'll see it.
0: Got you. Okay, ten years. Yeah, so ten years, out, years after it. my
1: retirement okay. is my thirty-year is my thirty-year mark. I'll see it. Oh, okay, okay. So, Man. I mean, granted, what is it? Extra four hundred bucks, but shit, it's four hundred bucks. Who cares?
0: Hey, look, it could be it could be four. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it could hit my account, let it hit. <laughs> right, right. So where so where are you at? You, what school are you at now? Uh right now, um I'm at Cleveland Heights
1: High School. Okay. All right, so and I teach US history. African-American history,
0: government, and world history. Is this a better situation for you? I can walk to work. <laughs> I'm talking about the school-wise, like the students, the atmosphere. It, I, you know, I don't think there's a happy medium.
1: Mm. I mean, the only, the only thing is I'm a unicorn and I know it. Okay. Okay, a black male teacher at an inner city high school, you don't see him as much. Yeah, that's true. And usually, when you got a black dude in in, in the school, he's either the security guard, a football coach, or a gym teacher. Yeah, but you do football coach. coach I'm a football coach. But (laughs) the thing is, you see me as a teacher first.
0: Okay, and which is you good. know what I'm saying? Which so
1: that's there right there. It's not. It's not just the. Oh, it's the gym teacher. This didn't didn't cool anyway.
0: Right. Nah, yeah.
1: nah. I'm 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 the nigga sitting here teaching you what I need to teach you. And then at the same time, like check this out. Don't let me break my foot off in your
0: ass if you can't fuck around <laughs> and get this homework in. <laughs> Was it important to go to an inner city for you? Yes. Why is that?
1: Just the simple fact that I didn't have a black teacher going to get in, in, in high school either.
0: Okay.
1: Or middle school or, or or elementary. And our kids need so much help. There's so many young men out there without a father or a mentor, don't know how to act. And and everybody, for, for some strange reason, all these young men think that, you know, got got this whole, I got to be a gangster thing or... And then, and my other thing for me is having spent a third of my life in you know in, in in California, you know, what I'm saying a few years in in the Bay Area and about I'll say seven to ten in Southern California with a lot of family in Southern, you know, in the Los Angeles area. When I see a lot of these cats playing playing blood and crip, I'm like, nigga. <laughs> you have no idea what you're playing with. Yeah. Your life gonna change when you meet a real one.
0: Yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying? So this ain't a game you want to play. Man. You know, and so I'm like, be you, be who you are. You know, one of my favorite, one of my favorite things to do at the beginning of every year is to break down two things. The whole snitch thing, you know, the difference between a, a good Samaritan and a snitch. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know, what's snitching and what's dry snitching because they don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they don't understand that, you know what I'm saying? If you walking down the street and somebody shoots an old lady in the face you telling the police is you being a good Samaritan, not right, a snitch.
0: Right, right.
1: I said, you, 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 you had no personal gain from that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or you sitting here, I said, you know what I'm saying? So, I said, so that's not a snitch. I said, a snitch is somebody who, who tells when they were a part of something illegal right, right. And, they got, and, and, and they got off on personal gain by, you know what I'm saying? They got, they got personal gain for telling. That's a snitch.
0: Right,
1: like, and a dry snitch is a nigga that heard some shit, who heard some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he went and snitched, and still got a little something extra on the side.
0: Right, right.
1: I said, those those are the only two types of snitches. I, I, I ain't no tattletale. I said, well, that's it. A, a tattletale is just a punk ass motherfucker that's always telling. Me. <laughs> I said, there's your difference. I said, but a good Samaritan, I said, it's a whole different ballgame. If, if, it, if it's not going to phase you, you're like, hey, be a good law-abiding citizen. That motherfucker robbed that, damn, that white boy rob the liquor store over there.
0: Right.
1: And standing in the crowd, and y'all blaming that nigga right there. No. I said, that's being a good Samaritan. Because you got nothing out of that. You know what I'm saying? So that, and I love breaking down rap contracts.
0: Love it. Rap contract? Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. gotta explain Listen. that to me. Don't break in the for the kids. <laughs> Listen.
1: I, I had so many students like, oh, I'll be a rapper, I'm gonna be a rapper. And I think the, the biggest thing uh, two years ago was um one of my students was like, Man, uh, 21 Savage got a uh a, a, a $36 million contract. I said, Oh, okay, so he'll see about seven million. He's like, how, oh, how, how? I said, really? I said, you want to get in the rap business and you don't know how contracts work? <laughs> I said, buddy, you do know he's got to pay that back with interest. I said, it's a simple loan. I said, that dude going to be on the road for a while yeah. to pay that money off. I said, you know, he's got to pay luxury taxes, state taxes, the producer getting his cut before all that even come off. Yeah. The record company, even though they just gave you the money, they still need their first cut and their first payment. Right. Then you got entourages to pay, and depending on what state you in, that state needs their bread. So if you're in California, California state tax, I believe, is around twelve percent. I need my tips. <laughs> if you're in New York, New York need they sixteen percent. I said, so you look at that money, millions are coming out. By the time this dude gets to really put his money that he just got back in his his bank account, you just watched $36 turn into $7 million. And then your dumb ass go out and buy a $600,000 chain. (laughs) A $400,000 car that you don't even realize Gotta have four, got to have a $400,000 car. What was that Bugatti that, babe, that baby bought? Baby bought uh, I'm sorry, that Bugatti that baby bought was a million dollars. And these kids like, oh, yeah, I want one of those. I said, okay, you do realize cars like that have to be maintenance once a month, not once every three, three six months, like regular cars.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> I'm like, so you got a, you got a Bugatti that's not, that's not really street legal in about 36 states? It's gotta have the tires rotated literally once every two, three months. You have to have a certain set of Z-rated tires for that motherfucker. You gotta have a certain set of oil, a certain mechanic has to come out and do the job with certain special tools. So that $1 million car that you just paid for got $36,000 worth of maintenance has gotta be done every two months. And you can't drive it everywhere. (laughs)
0: i'm I'm assuming this talk actually helps them because it helped me even though i have no desires oh man look the 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 talk helps to the point of their minds are blown because they're like you
1: bullshit i'm like you know what y'all swear to god somebody lying you got a computer in front of you google it (laughs) and they'll come back like shit like hey that 36 mil wasn't free. Yeah. I was like, I, I said, and then I told him, I said, you know, Puffy fucked the game up for everybody. You know? I said, you look at you look at record labels, Master P was a fucking genius. He taught two, he taught two or three people the game. One motherfucker been in the rap game forever, and that's E40. Yeah. He got the same game. He, and he got that game from, from, from uh, Master P about doing your own thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he looked out for a lot of other smaller rapper entertainers, and they, they still make their money. <clears throat> but you look at what Puffy did to a lot of people, and that's how a lot of guys get fucked over. You fucked over your own boys. Like... Yeah. Think about this. How old are you again? Oh, me 40. Okay, so we don't, I'm, I'm I'm only five years old. Oh. Yeah. So, remember back when uh, 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 Bad Boy had motherfuckers like Loon, yeah. t <laughs> all that shit? Okay, you remember that shit? Oh yeah, I remember. Okay, They were good. They, they weren't that bad. But they weren't platinum artists. You never heard of these niggas a day in your life. All of a sudden, this nigga's first album drop, they're platinum, what Puffy did was, as soon as his boys dropped their album, he went out and he bought that album. He bought a million copies of their album, which sent them to platinum status, which gave a little bit extra money in their pocket, but they had to pay that off. Yeah. By constantly doing concerts, selling those CDs that Puffy already bought at those concerts. And that's how they ended up making their money back. But they weren't platinum artists. Nowhere near.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I'm like, you know, okay, y'all motherfuckers might have went gold, but y'all wasn't no, hell no.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, but, but what, what that did was that set forth a bunch of bullshit rap. Because every rapper after, after I'm going to say 2001, a lot of rappers after 2001, motherfuckers just coming out. Are you platinum already? Yeah. Nobody heard of you. Or you, you fresh out of Greenwood, Mississippi. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You fresh out of Greenwood, Mississippi. Can't speak a lick, but you got a fat ass beat, one hot hit but you're a platinum artist. Fuck out of here. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, but, but it was like, but it's stuff like that. Because it, these are these are literally closed door conversations that I would have with my students. Because when, when the door closes, I'm no longer Mr. Williams. I'm just, I'm, I'm back to being big <laughs> Will. You know what I'm saying? And then they like, you know what I'm saying? And I, at, at times it's like, I used to laugh because they, they walk out of my classroom like, this nigga for real. Like, I can't
0: be nothing else, man. Yeah. Why would I sit here and lie to you? So, overall, you, you feel like you've had a good impact with, oh, with yeah. your second career? Oh, yeah. So, I can't let you go without asking. Like, what's what are you looking... What, you know, once the school year starts and... You know what? I want to back up. I want to close, but I want to back up to something you said. When we first started, you said you think the schools are going to look different. Yes. How, how, explain to the listeners, how do you think the schools are going to look when, we, when they come I back?
1: Think, um, I think, well, I know here there was, a, there was talk of doing a model, kind of like Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, your child will be at school. Okay. Tuesdays and Thursdays will be distance learning. And then that'll flip. And then the next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, your child is at home doing distance learning. Tuesday and Thursday they're back in school. That way you can, can you can keep the uh, you can keep the separation or keep a minimal amount of kids in school. How you feel about it? Honestly, I'm going to adapt. Okay. I have no issues with it. I'm I'm, I'm going to adapt. And I mean, truthfully. The teachers will not be out of the building. So it'll be a regular day for us. It'll change for the students. Smaller classes,
0: though. So wouldn't that be beneficial? Much smaller classes.
1: Okay. You know, uh, right now... Right now, I have... 18 to 20 per class. Okay. Which isn't bad. I was just thinking, I'm like, that's not too bad. No, it's not bad. I mean... I've, I've got a, a like a friend of mine who who works in inner city Cleveland. He's got 27 per class. Ooh, that's insane. Yeah,
0: that's
1: insane. And I'm like, it's high school kids. I mean, truthfully, I, I, you know, because I feel like most high school kids are kind of already lost in the sauce. I, I really want you know want to go down to middle school. Mm. Catch them early. I mean, now granted terrifying puberty that whole shot okay but you can catch a kid whether they don't have a dad at home whether they do have a dad at home uh you can instill a little bit you know i'm saying some type of respect into that child so that by the time they get to high school you know i'm saying they've got some semblance of you and you know you a kid you know you always had somebody that you didn't want to Disappoint,
0: right, right, right. That's a good point. You
1: know what I'm saying? So, and 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 I had I had teachers like that. Like I said, I, I still talk to my third grade, fourth grade, se- you know, one of my seventh grade and my tenth grade teacher. And, and it's like you know they were shocked. They were like, "Holy shit, you're a teacher now!" Like, like, <laughs> I love it. They're like, "I love it." So I mean, and like I said, it's it's. It's a thankless job, but shit, I've been doing a thankless job for 20 some odd years. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And it's just the fact that I love what I do. You know what I mean? Dealing with kids every day is, I hate it. Some people may disagree with it. It's no different than dealing with sailors every day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I said, sailors are a different breed, man. (laughs) different... (laughs) I laugh at all the old school jokes, motherfuckers always to about sailors, fangs, and all this. Like, no, buddy. Mm-mm. We are a different breed. Party a little bit harder, because I mean shit, you cooped up for months.
0: Yeah.
1: And when they when they when they tell you, hey, don't come back to this bitch super sloppy. Alright. I'm gonna come back to this <laughs> motherfucker loaded though. And I'm gonna have I'm gonna have me a damn good time. You know what I mean? When we get it in, we get it in. So I mean, and and literally. School is no different. But you know what I'm saying? And it's just, for me, it's you got to find that happy medium with those students. And, and the, the, the funny thing is, like my students get in, like when they first caught, caught glimpse of me, is like, oh, we about to run this dude. After about two weeks, literally every student I have has like this this sense, like he might actually fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> like I really think that he'll say, like I had once like, Mr. Williams, would you, would you really fight me? Would you, would you? I'm like, God, nah, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> I ain't got no problem telling you. My truck is the big, my truck is the big, great Silverado out there. I'm out in that motherfucker every day when the school is over with at three. <laughs> I'm winning. I said, and, 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 and I told him, I said, I understand this. I ain't your typical teacher. I keep heat too, nigga. <laughs> I said, but I ain't here for that. But I mean, you threatening me,
0: right? Like, you threatened
1: me. Understand? I got PTSD. I will fuck you up and, and and walk away. Yeah. And nothing will happen. Yeah. I said, so think about that. <laughs> Saying you, de- you dealing with a street kid too. I'm very confrontational. <laughs> I'm too old. I'm forty. I'm forty five, man. I shit. I hate to say it. Hell yeah, I still like to fight. <laughs> Cause, Cause I know if I know if I go to this hip, I'm gonna let your ass have it. And I know <laughs> if I got to pull this trigger, I gotta kill
0: you. Right. Sad, but yeah.
1: Sad but it's true. So yeah. I'd rather fuck you up.
0: Yeah. I guess that's it. A... Because
1: I still believe that, hey, man, some sometimes you gotta take your ass when to keep
0: on ticking. I guess that's somewhat a consolation prize. <laughs> 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 man, I'm gonna have to let you go, man. I, sure, I truly man. appreciate everything, man. No it, 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 it definitely, man. Thank you for your service. I know you said it's a thankless job, but man, thank you, man, for 20 years dedicating your time, your energy to this country, man, to keep us safe. I truly appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Man, thank y'all for paying me
1: and letting me have fun for 20 years.
0: <laughs> and also, <laughs> man, all the best with the um, school and the upcoming year and football season everything you're doing man i just wish you all the best thank you brother i appreciate it and i want to take this time to thank my sponsors first gen fly and chain entertainment thank you everyone who takes the time to listen to my podcast i'm truly humbled and thankful for the listens that i get you all have a great day